We just want to bless your holy name. Father, we thank you so much, Father, for what you have done for us. Especially, Father, for paying the ultimate price for our redemption. Father, without the precious blood of Jesus, we would not have been here tonight. Father, the whole week, oh God, you have been with us. The whole week, Father, your grace and your mercy has brought us this far. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, precious Lord. We are so grateful unto you, Father, for how far you have brought us. We thank you, Father, for the blessed hope of heaven. We thank you that, Father, wherever two or three are gathered, you are in their midst. And tonight, Father, I pray that speak through us. I pray, O God, Father, that you take away every doubt. Take away familiar spirits. Take away, O God, anything that will choke your way. Take away every doubt, O God. Take away religious spirit. Take away the spirit of pride. Above all, Father, forgive us our many, many sins. Oh, Lord, we do not qualify to hold a microphone and preach your word. But tonight, Father, I hide myself under the cross and behind the blood. Father, look upon the precious blood that was shed on Calvary Cross. Take anything, oh God, that will glorify self. And let all the glory and all the honor come to you. We pray, O God, Father, for the spirit of humility. Because if you are to judge us, no one can stand in your presence. We pray, Holy Spirit, that speak through us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Please, let's be seated. And I want you to pay attention. All right. There are some people, sometimes you just feel like going out, I mean, just to go and do something. I mean, you just feel like you have to go out. As soon as we say, okay, you know, amen, then, I mean, you just have to check out something. Just have to go and check your WhatsApp if somebody sent you a message whilst you were praying. Somebody has to open the door and leave by all means. It is not a good spirit. Hallelujah. So you have to sit in rapt attention. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you will not be able to follow what I'm going to share with you. It's a little complicated. So you must sit in rapt attention. If you have a baby and the baby starts crying, please don't wait to be told. Or don't wait for the baby to disturb before you leave. I'm waiting for Brother Ekobans. As soon as he sits down, I will, I will start preaching. Amen. So find somewhere to sit. Open the door, right? Anybody who wants to come in should come in. All right? And try and keep your focus on me. When somebody opens the door, don't mind who the person is. If there is a, a robber, I will tell you. Because I can see. Don't, don't, don't. You see, the reason why you don't have to come to church, you know, late 
is that you disturb the pastor when he's preaching. Because anybody who opens the door, hey, who is that? It's none of your business. Keep your focus on me. All right? And pay attention. Because what I'm going to share with you is very, very important. And it will help the church. Hallelujah. Tonight, I just want to talk to you about the church. Amen. It's a turning point service. When we talk about the church, we are not talking about the building. When we talk about the church, we are talking about you. All right? If you live in a country and the country is prosperous, you will also prosper. You see, America is a great country. Right? It's a great country. How many of you have been to Lady Liberty? How many of you have been there? Just few of you. The rest of you, you see, you are economic migrants. You are hungry, that is why you are here. You are not tourists. Right? But you realize that if you live in a great country, everything about the country is great. You have great footballers. You have great basketball people. When they compete in Olympics, they get the most medals. Right? It is also a rich country. And everything that you want, you can have it. If the country too is poor, everything about the country is poor. Athletes are poor. Workers are poor. No roads. Demoralization. You have all sorts of things going on. Right? So if you also belong to a church and the church is blessed, the people inside the church are those who are blessed. So, the against people are here, and then the... the <laughs> okay, all right. Hallelujah. That is, by the way, one day we were having a prayer meeting, and somebody, you know, stopped coming. And I asked the person why. He said, how come that any time we come for prayer meeting, we pray for the church. When, when are we going to pray for ourselves? Is the church a building? No, we had a church. You see, my thoughts and everything is about church members. And I realized that I don't have anybody who I can call a friend apart from the church. So, when I am blessed, chances are that you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. So, if the church is blessed, we are the people who will be blessed. So, it is in our interest to make sure that the church is blessed. Your energy must be spent in the church. Your children will be blessed in the church. Who are they going to get married to? People in the church. Hallelujah. So we should stop that rough there and align ourselves properly so that we will be blessed. And what I realize is that what you build is what you get. What you build is what you get. If you have not built the church, you should not expect any blessing from the church. Hallelujah. You should not expect anything from the church. When, somebody, when you are bereaved, 
then you will know your true friends. Hallelujah. So I want you to have a proper you know, perspective about the church. We are not perfect, but it's a good church. Hallelujah. Leave this church and go somewhere. You will find out that you, you, know, you were really prepared whilst you were here, but you did not know. Somebody was angry with me and left the church and decided to join another church. The very first day she arrived at the church, the, after the offerings were taken, the grace was shared. They were fighting in the church. And she said that where I am coming from, the pastor says everything. But after church service, you wouldn't see people fighting. So she came back. You don't know what you have until you lose it. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk to you about spirits to war against. Spirits that we must fight against. Hallelujah. What am I going to say? Spirits to war against. That means that spirits to fight against. There are spirits that fight against the church all the time. And we have to identify those spirits and fight against them. Otherwise, we are not going to see rewards for our labor. Hallelujah. And personally, for some time I've been thinking about so many things concerning the church. Hallelujah. So, what I'm going to share with you is in line with the things that I have been thinking about. Lamentation 4 verse 12. Let's start from Lamentation. For, do you know where Lamentation is? Alright. Lamentation 4 and verse number 12. The kings of the earth And all the inhabitants of the world would not have believed that the adversary and the enemy should have entered into the gates of Jerusalem. The kings of the earth, they are Obontia people, they are important people. They are people with a lot of wisdom. You wouldn't vote a foolish person to become the president. You want to see that the person, the person has wisdom. Hallelujah. And people with, you know, with, with ability to solve you know, um, situations and issues. And the Bible says that the kings of the earth and all the inhabitants of the world would not have believed that the adversary and the enemy should have entered into the gates of Jerusalem. That means that. That means that. You see, when certain problems arise in the church, 
Sometimes you don't understand why such problems will be prevalent in the church. And you know, when you even explain to people, they will not even understand. Sometimes you don't even know why people behave the way they behave. It looks like when things are so calm, then suddenly somebody will just stir up something. Then suddenly a thought. Suddenly something. I mean something. Something. And you don't understand why why, why things are the way they are. I mean somebody can start a story. And the story can spread like wildfire. Just to destroy the church. So the Bible says that the kings of the earth and the inhabitants of the world, they wouldn't even believe that the devil, the adversary, has entered into the gates of Jerusalem. Underlying gates and Jerusalem. When we talk about Jerusalem, we're talking about the church. We're talking about the city of God. We're talking about Mount Zion, where God dwells. Hallelujah. And when we talk about gates, gates is a point of entry. When we came to this place, we did not crawl through windows. If somebody saw you crawling through windows, you would look very funny. You see, you will look funny. They can call the police on you. But we all came through gates. We came through the gate. Hallelujah. We came through the gate. You see, the gate, I'm going to tell you, you know, certain things about gates. Gates represent authority. Gate is a place where the enemy can also be rebuked. Much of the warfare against demons in the church or in your life will take place at the gates. Hallelujah. When we are talking about gates, we are talking about entry points. Right? We're talking about entry points. So, if you have a revelation of gates and their importance, it will help you to guard it very well. Most of demonic warfare takes place at the gates. And you know, when a gate is destroyed, you cannot guard anything. You can't guard anything. Everybody can keep rushing in. And you can't keep anything where there is no gate. You can't keep anything. So if your gate is destroyed, you must by all means fix it. 
Because you cannot keep it. So in the church, if we don't guard our gates, that is the entry point where demons come, you know, then whatever we do in the church will not succeed. So we must guard the gate against infiltrators. We must guard the gates against demonic attacks. I'll give you some examples. Turn your Bibles with me to 2 Kings chapter 13 verse 20. 2 Kings 13 and 20. And Elisha died and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming of the year. And Elisha died. When Elisha died, they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming of the year. That means that Elijah was, Elisha was somebody who guarded the gate. He was an intercessor. As long as Elijah, Elisha was alive, the Moabites could not invade Jerusalem. They could not. They could not. That is why in the church, we need intercessors. When we have intercessors who guard the gates, who guard the entry points, demons cannot enter. Because when the gates are destroyed, we can't guard anything. You find dogs rushing in, cats rushing in, rats rushing because there is no control. When I first bought my house, we bought the house at the time when people were buying and selling everything, even hen coops. People were buying it. And when we bought our house, we found out that the garage door was broken. Right? It was destroyed. But we needed a place. So we said that we'll buy it and then we'll fix it. Later on, when we inspected the, 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 the garage with the broken gate, we realized that all sorts of activities were going on in there. Because there were no gates. Kittens have found a resting place. And other things. Why? Because the gate was broken. And in the church, if the gate is broken, you have all sorts of demons rushing in because the war or the fight is being organized at the gate. And the Bible says that as long as Elisha was alive, and was an intercessor and standing in front of the gate and waging war, there was protection. The Moabites were fighting at the gate, but Elisha was there as a mighty man of valor 
waging prayers day and night, preventing invaders from invading Jerusalem. If you are a prayer warrior, you must take your work seriously. Seriously. So that when we are asleep, we are comforted by the fact that you are praying for us. You understand what I'm saying? You know, let me tell you something. I always pray for my church members. The day the Lord will touch their eyes to have a revelation. They will see things differently. Including me. They will see things very different. As soon as Elisha died, then they realized that the watchman who was standing at the door, at the gate. The main giant had died. Then the Moabites, they rushed in. The invaders. Because there was no, no watchman. Second Kings 6.12 This same Elisha, any time that the Moabites will plan an attack, Elijah will be somewhere praying, keeping God. But you see, he would dial into the cabinet meeting of the enemy. And his antennas would just collect all the secret information of the enemy. And then release it to, you know, to the pastor, to the king, for the king to deal with it. So at a point, at a point, the opposite side, the king of you know, Moab, said that, ah, who is the disloyal person infiltrator? You know, the fifth columns, the orangus, who amongst my people is an orangu? Leaking information. You don't know your worth as a prayer warrior. You don't know your worth. As a prayer warrior, you are very, very, very important people in the church. Hallelujah. I don't know why you are laughing plenty. Because you know the reason why you are laughing. <laughs> this Elisha will come and release the sick because he was the gatekeeper. As long as Elisha was alive. No principality, no power, no witchcraft, no spell, no incantation will be able to penetrate the church of God, Jerusalem. Say amen. Amen. Let me give you another scripture. (laughs) Hallelujah. 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 13. So the Philistines were subdued. And they came no more into the coast of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days 
of Samuel. The hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. All the days of Samuel. That means that Samuel was a gatekeeper. As long as Samuel was alive, the Philistines could not enter. Because the kings of the earth, they were surprised that their enemy was waging war at the gate, at the gate of Jerusalem. And the, and the enemy had entered Jerusalem. The enemy had entered the church. And they were surprised. Why were they surprised? Because the gatekeepers were no more effective. Maybe the gatekeepers had gone to bed. In the morning, they will rise up and come and tell their master, last night when I slept, the Lord gave me lotto numbers. Yeah. So you see, when the intercessors go to bed, the gates are not guarded. The gates are not guarded. Because the Bible says that as long as Samuel was around, the Philistines could not. When Elisha was there, the Moabites could not. But as soon as those people died, oh, there was no God. As soon as you go to bed, your life, you see, your life is a gate. And if the Lord should open your eyes to see the demons standing behind you trying to enter. And there are a lot of open doors. That sometimes when you are not careful, you will open a door to the enemy and he enters. Hallelujah. Daniel 2.49. Give me the King James. Daniel 2.49. Daniel 2. Daniel 2.49. Then Daniel requested of the king. And he said Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. That's the place of authority. He told the king, you appoint Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego by me. I will stand at the gate. What was he doing? Guarding the gate against infiltrators. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Gate. We need to guard our gate. And I've been thinking about the church a lot. And I realized that if our gates are broken, all sorts of demons will rush in. And they will destroy the church. I will give you some of the demons who rush in. When the gates are destroyed. And I'm telling you, maybe you may not know or you may not feel that this applies to me because I want blessing. I've come for blessing. I've, I've come to work in power. But the Lord will not bless you, right? The pastor who came, uh, the bishop who came, you know, recently, 
Andre, he said something very remarkable. He said that people who receive direct blessings from the Lord, they are less than 5%. Less than 5%. But the majority of the people, their blessings come from the pastor. Their blessings come from the pastor. I have never seen anybody who wants to charge his cell phone who looks for where the power comes from and goes to charge the power direct. Hallelujah. You look, you look for a nearby power and then you just charge. You see, the day, the day you will have revelation, all your foolishness and all your pride, it will, be def- it will just come down like that. It will be deflated. One day I will preach about the messenger. And you will know that your, your pastor is the messenger that God has sent you. Yeah. But for now, I'm preaching about the spirit that we must war against. Hallelujah. So, you know, Daniel sat at the gate. What was he doing? Guarding the gate. Garden. Because if he sleeps, when men slept, the enemy came and then sowed tears. So he was guarding the gate. Let's read another scripture. Psalm 147, verse 13. Psalm 147, verse 13. For he had strengthened the bars. You see, gates, they have bars. How do you strengthen bars? How do you strengthen bars? How do you fortify the gate? You fortify the gate with bars. Hallelujah. Strong bars that the enemy cannot cut through. And the Bible is saying that for he hath strengthened the bars of thy gates. We strengthen the bars of our gates by intercessory prayers. Hallelujah. He hath blessed thy children. Ladies and gentlemen, if your gate is broken, your children will not be blessed. If the church's gates are broken, you will have a lot of troubles in the church because demons come in and out. They come in and out and they, they do harm to the people of God. So the Bible says that for he hath strengthened the bars of thy gates. He hath blessed thy children within thee. When there is peace in the church, the children are blessed. Hallelujah. The pastor can preach well and he can sleep well when there is peace. You see, sometimes as a pastor, I don't even understand why people get angry with me. You don't even know their problem. You don't. You don't. Do we want to gather or we want to scatter? Why will I think of offending you? Don't I have enough sense to know that when I offend you, you are going to leave? Hey! 
the day you will have revelation. The day you will have revelation. The day God will open your eyes. You will see that the man who could not do any miracles in his hometown was able to do mighty miracles somewhere else. But I pray that that day will not be too late. Hallelujah. When there is peace in the church, when the gates are fortified, the devil will not be able to penetrate. And we will live in peace, ladies and gentlemen. We will have joy. When we come to church, there will be no quarrel in the church. When we come to church, there will be sweet spirit flowing because the gates are fortified. 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 And thy children are blessed within thee. Hallelujah. Amos 5 verse 10. Amos. 5.10. You know where Amos is? They hate him. Listen. They hate him that rebuked in the gate. You see, when you don't have any problem in your life, it means you are not causing the devil any harm. When your church is cool, no problem, everything is okay, you are not doing any damage to the kingdom of Satan. But the day you will rise and you will rebuke. You see, because the war takes place at the gate. And the enemy must be rebuked. And when the enemy is rebuked, he hates you. So he will stir up a lot of troubles for you. They hate him. That rebuketh in the gate. The one who stands in the gate and he is rebuking the enemy. He is fighting against him. He is destroying the works of darkness. They hate him. They hate him. They hate him. If the pastor comes, oh, is everything okay? Everything okay? Then he gives you a... He doesn't say anything. Do you have Makane? Do you have Dick's Bible? Do you have iPad? Do you have Thompson chain? Do you have Strong's? Have you listened to the message? Oh, oh, when the pastor calls, you won't pick up your line. Because you see, they hate him who rebukes in the gate. And listen, 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 listen. And they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. They don't like the truth. They don't like the truth. You see, we are fighting with principalities and powers. And they are highly intelligent. And the Bible says that you have to have another eye. You see, lest we are not ignorant of the devices. Because he has wiles. He has tricks. He has tricks. And they abhor. They abhor that speaketh uprightly. Those who want you well, 
the devil tries to change your mind. No, 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 no. They abhor him. If you want everybody to like you, oh, oh, hello. How are you? Is everything okay? All right. Whether you are somersaulting or you are the, oh, no, it's not, you know, it's not their problem. Wouldn't you say that he is a good person? When you have a boss who doesn't care when you come in, when you go out, whether you call in sick, whether you do your work well or you don't do your work well, what will you say? Oh, he's the greatest boss. He's nice. He's the boss. True or not true? But, but they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. They abhor him. So, when the demons are rebuked, and there are a lot of problems, he said, if he is an anointed man of God, he won't have so many problems in the church. If he is the man of God, how come that everybody is against him? Listen. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The majority are not right all the time. And I can show you in the scriptures. Moses sent how many spies? Some of you, you you were counting the spies. Don't count, don't count the spies. Twelve, somebody has said it. Only two people came with a good report. The ten came with a bad report. Do you think that, you know, Moses said that, oh, well, the majority of the people say, but the majority of the people, they carried evil report. That is what the Bible says. They carried evil. They, are, they carried evil report. Only two people. Two. So, listen, don't go by popular acclaim and popular vote. Go by what the Bible says. Do you understand? Can I move on? You need to follow me, otherwise you will lose me. Hallelujah. Now, if we don't guard the gates, demons will rush in because they are always fighting at the gates. That is why God said that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail because the gates of hell the gates of hell there is always fighting chaos at the entrance of the church always so I have identified one of the demons who come through the gates if we don't guard the gates And that demon is a very powerful demon. His name is called Leviathan. Leviathan. Have you heard the name before? You haven't heard the name before? Leviathan. Leviathan. When you read the book of Job, have I given you any New Testament um, scripture tonight? No. No. Okay, let's see if we can come there. <laughs> My God. Leviathan. 
Leviathan. It's a powerful demon that is always fighting at the gates of the church. And if we don't have intercessors like Moses, we don't have intercessors like Elisha. Hey, we will be down for. Oh, I saw a nice verse in Hosea chapter 12, verse 10. Let's look at that verse. And then we will move on. Hosea. Hosea. Do you understand what I've shared you know, with you so far? Okay. Hosea. I have also spoken by the prophets. And I have multiplied visions. And used similitudes by the ministry of the prophets. Eleven. Is there iniquity in Gilead? Surely they are vanity. They sacrifice bullocks in Gilead. Yea, their altars are heaps in the furrows of the field. Twelve. And Jacob fled into the country of Syria. And Israel served for a, for a wife. And for a wife he kept sheep. And by a prophet... And by what? A prophet. The Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. It was through a prophet. It was through who? A prophet. That Israel was brought out of Egypt. It will be through a prophet. It will be through your pastor. It will be through your shepherd that you will be brought out of Egypt. You know Egypt problems. It will be through the prophets. You see, some of you, you go to bed, you, you know, you are asleep coolly. And your pastor is waging war. 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 Praying for you. This one don't touch. This one don't touch. I said, the day you will have revelation of who your pastor is. And I pray that it will not be too late. brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet was he preserved by a prophet by a prophet prophet, you will be be preserved by your pastor you will be preserved so that the gates in your life will not be broken because when the gates are broken demons will rush in by the prophet you came out of Israel and by the same prophet you will be preserved. By the same prophet. If I'm talking about people who haven't prayed the whole week we will find some here. But by a prophet you are preserved. (laughs) Oh, the day you will have a revelation. Of who your pastor is. Your whole life will change. By a prophet. You. Will be preserved. Because Leviathan is standing at your door. Waging war. Let me tell you about Leviathan. When you read the book of Job. There are two. Characters. That you will see. 
in the book of Job. One is a demon, one is a good person. The first person you will see is Job. Because we all know Job. When you haven't gone through certain situations before, and someone has, is going through that situation, don't use Job. Don't use Job to encourage the person because you don't know what Job suffered. <laughs> you don't know what Job suffered. But when you look at the book of Job, God talks about Job. And there is a powerful demon that God also talks about. And that demon is called Leviathan. Leviathan lives in the sea. When you see the picture of Leviathan, it's like a big crocodile who lives in the sea. And I will read some of the the, the, the descriptions of this powerful demon who lives inside the sea. Bring me Job 41 in New Living Translation. Job 41. Can you catch Leviathan? This is a conversation that God had with Job. After Job went through all his problems and Job started questioning God and all those things. So, now it was God's turn. Right? The book of Job, I think it's only 42 chapters. So, this is 41. So, we are getting to the end of Job. So, now it was God's turn. And God came and asked Job questions. And these are some of the questions that God asked Job. Listen carefully. Can you catch Leviathan with a hook? Or put a noose around its jaw? Can you tie it with a rope through the nose or pierce its jaw with a spike? Will it beg you for mercy or implore you for pity? Will it agree to work for you to be your slave for life? Can you make it a pet like a bed? Or give it to your little girls to play with? These are questions that God was asking. Job, do you know about Leviathan? When I asked you, do you know about Leviathan? You were completely lost. You are not alone. Job too was lost. Will merchants try to buy it to sell it in their shops? Will it will it hide behead by spears? Or its head by a harpoon. So you see, God is describing a powerful, a powerful being. Very powerful being. Spirit being. Demons. If you lay a hand on it, you will certainly remember the battle that follows. That means that there are some, you know, there are some places, there are some places you don't go. There are some people you don't talk to. There are certain things you don't touch. If you lay a hand on it, you will certainly remember the battle that follows. You won't try, you won't try that again. You won't. If you don't guard your gates and this powerful demon enters, 
I'm telling you, you will never go back to sleep again with your gates unguarded. No! It is useless to try to capture it. You cannot, you cannot also capture it. So, if this demon enters the church, it is very difficult to capture it. That is why, you know, every so often, problems, issues, you don't know where they came from. You don't know. Because when this demon passes through the church, it is useless to try to capture it. The hunter who attempts it will be knocked down. And since no one dares to disturb it, who then can stand up to me? Who has given me anything that I need to pay back? Everything under heaven is mine. The Lord is talking to me. Let's go to verse 26. Verse 26. No sword can stop it. God is describing the Leviathan. No sword. So, you see, so it is better to guard the gates before this demon enters the church. Because if you don't guard it and it enters the church, ladies and gentlemen, no spear, dart, or javelin Iron is nothing but straw. Iron. Iron is nothing but straw to that creature. And bronze is like rotten wood. Arrows cannot make it flee. Stones shot from a sling are like bits of grass. Clubs are like a blade of grass. And it laughs at the swish of javelins. Its belly is covered with scales as sharp as glass. It plows up the ground as it drags through the mud. Where does this um, creature live? Where does it live? The sea, right? The sea. Okay? Remember that. We'll come to that. Leviathan makes the water boil with its commotion. Makes the water boil with its commotion. So when you see commotion in the church, it is Leviathan at work. And things are boiling. And you don't understand. I said when Elisha died, then the Moabites, they entered the place. It stirs the depths like a pot of ointment. The water glistens in its wake, making the sea look white. Nothing on earth is its equal. No other creature so fearless. Of all the creatures, it is the proudest. Of all the creatures, it is what? Of all the creatures, it is what? The proudest. proudest. It is the king of beasts. 
So if this Leviathan enters the church, what do you think the church members will become? Very proud. We will come to that. We will come to that. It is the king of beasts. Verse 35. Then Job replied, Oh, we are finished. We will come to verse 1, chapter 42. So it's okay. So you see that description. And you will see this creature being described only in the book of Job. You know the problems that Job suffered. Right? That is the popular story that you know to encourage people who are going through situations. Meanwhile, you yourself, you have not gone through. Could it be? Could it be? That all these problems that Job suffered was orchestrated by this powerful demon, Leviathan. Could it be? Let me give you another description. Psalm 104, verse 25. Psalm 104, verse 25. Here is the ocean. Ocean 2 is sea, right? Leviathan lives in the sea. We can also say that he lives in the ocean. Here is the ocean, vast and wide. Teeming with life of every kind, both large and small. Give me King James. So is this great and wide sea, wherein are things creeping. You see, in, 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 the sea is wide. And inside the sea, there are things creeping. Alright? Innumerable. Both small and great beasts. Let's continue. There go the ships. There is that Leviathan. You see the Leviathan today? Lives in the what? In the sea. Right? In the sea you see innumerable what? Innumerable creatures. What else do you see? Ships. Ships, there go the ships. There is that Leviathan whom thou hast made to play therein. That means that as the ships are sailing, Leviathan too is on the side of the ships. Right? Let me tell you something about ship. Vehicles, it represents what? Vehicles, if you have a dream and you dream that you know you are in a vehicle with so many people what does that mean ministry vehicle is a ministry right ships also represent ministry in the sea when we talk about multitudes of people we can use this expression sea of people true or not true so you see you can explain this by using this you know, terminology. If you see ship, you can say that it's a ministry. And the sea can be the world. 
Right? It can be the world. Right? And the Leviathan is also by the ship. And the ship, what did I say the ship is? Your ministry. So, you know, Leviathan may be, you know, walking side by side with your ministry. So, it is that demon that attacks the ministry that you have. Especially winning souls. Winning souls. Leviathan walks side by side with the ship because he is in the sea. Multitudes of people. So, in the world, in the world that represents the sea with innumerable creatures, you will also find ships, somebody trying to do ministry, and you will find Leviathan walking by the side. Do you understand it? You understand it? Okay, that is what this verse means. Ezekiel 29 and verse 3. Speak and say, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you. O Pharaoh, king of Egypt, O great monster who lies in the midst of his rivers, who has said, My river is my own. I have made it for myself, but I will put hooks in your jaws and cause the fish of your rivers to stick to your scales. I will bring you up out of the midst of your rivers. And all the fish in your rivers will stick to your scales. I will leave you in the wilderness. You and all the fish of your rivers. You shall fall on the open field. And you shall not be picked up or guarded. I have given you as food to the beasts of the field. And to the birds of the heavens. Did you see that God was trying to make a connection between Leviathan and Pharaoh and Egypt? Did you see that? And God is saying that Leviathan lives in the rivers of Egypt. You see, the Egyptians, they worship the God of the river. That is Leviathan. The Egyptians, sometimes they believe that even the you know, Nile, they created it. Because Egyptians are good with irrigation. They have made the rivers in their country save them. So, when you talk about ancient civilization and irrigation, you are talking about Egypt. And the Egyptians reverence this Leviathan who lives inside the river. When you see the emblems of Egypt, or if you see an old you know, picture of Pharaoh, look at the emblem in front of him. It is the emblem of a Leviathan. So God said that he was going to judge Egypt and judge Pharaoh. You understand what I'm saying? This evil spirit must not be allowed to enter the church. 
let me tell you what the spirit does when it comes into the church. First of all, when the spirit enters the church, it twists the word of God. It twists it. Twists the word of God. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3. Verse 1. The devil is an expert in twisting the word. Have you not come to church and then after you leave, somebody calls you home and then preaches a different message than what the pastor preached? Eh? You were in the service. You were in the service. You did not interpret the sermon that way. But when you left, Somebody who was also in the service called who has the spirit of Leviathan and then preaches another message to you. Genesis chapter 3. I'm talking about the church. Now the serpent. Now the serpent. Right? Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God that know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and he shall be as God, knowing good and evil. You see, there is nothing wrong if you want to be like God. Because God wants us to be like him. But you see, if you want to live independent of God, then it is not a good thing. You see, the devil came and twisted the message. Twi- no, twisted it. Twisted it. Did God really say that? So, when that spirit is allowed to enter the church, it twists the pastor's message. And we give it a different interpretation. I will give you another scripture. You have heard that before, right? Anytime you come to church and you hear a message and you interpret it, in a way that makes you angry, it is the spirit of Leviathan working against you. It is the spirit of Leviathan. Hallelujah. I will say more. Look at Genesis chapter 11. That spirit there, we should not allow that spirit to come into the church. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east. That they found a plain in the land of Shina. And they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to, let us make brick. And burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. 
And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. Why are they one? Because they speak the same language. So you can't be sold. We all speak the same language. There is unity among us. There is love. That is what it means. We speak the same language. Unity. Love. There is strength in unity. There is strength in love. When we come to church and there is love in the church, the church grows. And you can never restrain people who love one another. You see, the Bible talks about, I think, Ephesians. It says that we have heard of your love. We have heard it. People want to go to a church that that love. You know, when there is love in the church, when the people speak the same language, the Bible says that over there, over there, the Lord commands his blessing. Over there. Where the Lord commands his blessing, it's the place where God can see love. Let love abound. Hallelujah. So for the sake of the anointing and for the sake of the love of God, we have to maintain peace. So when God looked at the people, the way they speak the same language, the way they are one, God said that these people, whatever they want to do, they will do it. When the pastor needs a car, they will buy him a car. Nobody will say that, ah, by me, I walk on foot. No. When, when, when the pastor announces that we are going to take offering for healing Jesus, nobody will say, ah, every day they take offering. Do we take offerings every day? We don't. We don't. We don't. Because we all speak the same language. There is nothing that we can do that we will not be able to do it. Let me tell you something. If even husband and wife, there is division amongst them. Do you know that people capitalize on their division and then take advantage of them? Mother-in-laws and father-in-laws and sister-in-laws, they do that very well. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Because they know that what they are coming to ask the wife is not commodious. But they know there is no division. No, they are no one. Right? So they will come say, Charlie, here 200. And they know that there is no division. The wife will not say, oh, I have to ask my husband. Or the husband too. The people will come and tell the husband that, oh, buy me a car. Or loan me some money. They know that, you know, you are not going to consult her. And they will capitalize on that, on that division. Do you understand what I'm, I'm saying? But if they know, if they know that you are one, there is nothing hidden amongst you. They won't come and ask because they know that when they come and ask, you will tell her. And they don't want to know. They say, oh, don't tell your husband. Though. Why shouldn't I? Reverend lawyers, why shouldn't I? So because of that, they won't even come and ask. And you are safe. 
Do you know that? You are safe. But if they know that these people, they are no one, they will come and sow some wicked ideas into the head of the wife. Because they know that she is not under authority. She is not. She is a rebellious wife who can do whatever she wants to do, no matter what the husband says, I don't care. And the people, they know. They are aware and they know. And they can see. And they hear. So they will capitalize on the wife's some wayness. And you think they are doing you well. They are doing you evil. Yeah. So God saw that the way these people are, nothing can stop them. Nothing. So he said that I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. The Bible says that nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Oh yeah. If you are one, you can do more. I say you can do more. 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 But if you are not one, it is like a, 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 a car that has six you know, cylinders, but it is only running on four. It's true. If you are one, you can do far, far more. Far more. Far more. Far more. There will be no room for foolishness. Because all foolishness will be absorbed. And you can do far more. But if you think you are independent and you are also able and above, oh, no. There are certain things I don't want to say tonight. But let me carry on with my message. You see, a lady who has PhD or even a professor, you are still a lady. And you were created to be under someone. Do, do, you, know, do you know that? Okay. They have squeezed their faces now, so let me, let me move on. I'll, I'll talk about that. <laughs> God realized. God realized. It's true. A lady is a lady. You were born to be submissive. Hallelujah. You were born. You see, a lady, a lady should not look after herself and think that she is able. You may be a prophetess. You may be a Bible teacher. You may be whatever. But your position, your position is still your position. It's true. It is very true. When God realized Watch a rebellious wife. And you will see her, her address. Watch her. You will see her address. When you see a rebellious wife, you see her address. You can tell. What about the men? I'm talking about the women. I'm talking about women. I'm not talking about men. Yeah. People who are not who are not submissive is very diff- 
in fact, even when you try to love them, they themselves cry. It's difficult. They, you know, they themselves, they realize that, ah, it's very hard for you. They realize it. When God saw that these people are one, he said there is nothing there is nothing that will be restrained from them. All that they have to do is to imagine something. If they imagine that we want to spend vacation in Dubai. They will. Once they imagine it. It's possible. If they imagine that we are going to invest for the future. They, they only have to imagine it. It will come to pass. Watch it. You will see. They only have to imagine. Imagine. We are, we are reading the word of God. Just imagine, but if you also oppose every everything you are not in, or you are not in compliance, you are not in compliance. And when you see those types of you know ladies, you know they are not soft, they are very hard, they are not soft. And and one you know characteristic too is that they look unhappy, they think that everyone is against them. Yeah. They are unhappy. You see them, they are very unhappy. And if they are believers, you hear certain words, oh, the Lord will take care of me. Who said the Lord will not take care of you? The Lord will take care of you. You yourself, you are not happy because of your rebellious nature. You are, you know, unhappy. You just have to imagine it. And you will have it. Imagine it. And you will have it. Imagine, we are going to buy a house in Beverly Hills. Imagine it. And it will come to pass. Imagine. All that you need to do, imagine it. Imagine it. If I can look after myself, the Lord will not bring me a wife. Because the wife was brought as a helpmate. A helpmate means you can't help yourself. So he has been brought into your life. Isn't it? I should tell them. Okay. I should tell them, right? All right. It says you will see tonight. I heard it. It says tonight you will see it. Says tonight you will see. Nothing they imagine will be restrained from them. Hallelujah. So what did the Lord do? What did the Lord do? Go to. 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 Go
confound the language. Let us go down and confound, spoil the language, spoil the relationship. Spoil the relationship. Destroy it. Let us not have any agreement. So you see, when the pastor comes and he is preaching, the Leviathan spirit in the church confound the language. So, when the pastor is preaching, you are hearing, you know, when the pastor is talking about love, you hear hate. The pastor hates you. This thing hates you. You see why he's preaching this act. You were in the church, oh. You heard him clearly. But you will leave the church and somebody else will give you a call. Don't you know that you were the reason why the pastor was preaching this message? It is Leviathan confusing you. Spoiling the language. Spoiling it. Spoiling it. Let us go down and confound the language. That they may not understand one another's speech. That we may not understand. I'm telling you, if we can only stop talking, our churches will grow. If we can stop confounding the language and spoiling it and giving it a different interpretation and putting a different label on the messages, our churches will grow. We don't need to pray, but our churches, they will grow. Think about the things you say. You yours, I mean, start from yourself. Think about the things you say about the church. Start from yourself. Confounding the language. Isn't this the work of Leviathan? Do you know what it involves? In me standing here and preaching? Do you know the amount of preparation I do? You see, you, you come down and then let's, you know, introduce the pastor. It's a new season. What new season? It's a new... After, I mean, after that, you sit down. And then I am expected to preach. And I will waste my time to preach about you. Are you that important? No. Why? Why? Do you know how long it takes and the work we have to do to get one member to be established? And when I come, my intention is to pray against you to leave the church. Then I am mad. Then I am mad. But you see, when your gates are broken and Leviathan enters the church, he confound the language. I'm talking about the church now. Yeah. If we can stop talking. If we can stop talking. If we can push that spirit out. Our churches will grow. I'm telling you. You are not clapping. You should clap. Hallelujah. Every day you have a reason. Pastors, yeah, bro. 
It's true. Sometimes when I sleep, I'm you know I'm I'm not asleep because my mind keeps racing. Yes, I'm telling you the truth. My mind is racing, and you think about things that people say about you, people that you love, and you pray for them. And when they have issues, you also have issues. And when you hear the things they say about you, hey. The preaching that you have prepared the message for a long time. They say it's because of them that you are preaching such a message. Yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that we are in the church, like you will see, I will take my bag. Go home. Come and be sure. That is what I will do. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Oh yeah! Like I will take my jacket. That is what I will do. Yeah. Because you see, you are supposed to pray for your pastor. That is your job. Look at your mouth. You have talked about him and your mouth has become big. You are supposed to pray for him. I'm preaching. (laughs) Joey! I'm preaching. <laughs> oh my God. It's what I'm saying true. It's true. You see, we are not perfect. We are not perfect. We were chosen from amongst you. This treasure is in an earthen vessel. It is a treasure but it is in an earthen vessel. It can easily break. Kutu, kutu. That's, that is how we are. Earthen treasure. But there is an anointing and power in the earthen treasure. And your duty is to pray for your pastor. If you pray for him, you will not criticize him. Oh no, you will not. You won't. You won't. When Leviathan enters the church, Every message has its own interpretation. And the members will tell you what to preach and what not to preach. The examples to give and what examples not to give. Hey! When did we, when did we enter into that situation? It is, it is the gates that we fail to guard. And as a result, Leviathan has entered the church. And you see, Leviathan, he's proud. Very proud, arrogant spirit. It is because of our arrogance and pride. That is why we are able to give a different label to the pastor's messages. One day you become a pastor. Once we are in this lighthouse church, one day it will be your turn. <laughs> Hallelujah. Confusion in the church is by Leviathan spirit. Attendance are suffering because people don't want to come in here. What the pastor has to say. What are we going to church for? The pastor talking about us. Every day there is a problem with the pastor. 
When are our problems coming to an end? Ladies and gentlemen, when will you ever stop talking about us and rather perform your spiritual duty by praying for your pastor? When you pray for him, he will become a better pastor to you. Hallelujah. So when Leviathan enters the church, what happens? I've given the points to you. What happens? Creates confusion. Creates confusion. Changes the messages. Giving it different interpretation. Do you think I hate you if I put you on prayer, you know, duty? Eh? Will you give your, 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 your worst enemies opportunities to work for the Lord? But when Leviathan is at work, when you ask somebody to lead prayer meeting at dawn, we say the pastor doesn't like me. Isn't it the enemy interpreting, interpreting love? Let us go down. When we go down, we will confound the language. Look, when the language got messed up, look at what happened. Hey, when we are moving forward, you are taking us back. Stay there. So, as a result, as a result of the confusion of the preaching, the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth. And what happened? And they left off. Share. What is wrong with you? And they left off. And they left off to build the city. The work ended. The work ended. Doomsorization. Doomsorization hit hit the word. It hit the work. Have you experienced that in your church? When doomsorization hit the work. I mean, how can you work in darkness? You can't. Just said you're doom <laughs> Go and sleep. Isn't it? When the light goes off, you sleep early. You see where the enemy is taking us? Because he does not want us to stand in the gate and rebuke him. So he will cause confusion. So our attention is on solving the problems. And then he is at the gate doing his own thing. Doing his own thing. doing his own thing. So the work ended. You see, you can kill the spirit of the church by our behaviors. You can kill it. You can kill it. Wait. Your baby shower, three people will come because you have killed, because you have killed all the people in the church. So there is nobody to come for your baby shower. Your wedding, you wait. You see, you have been praying for men 
to come to the church so that you get a beloved. But you see, you have allowed Leviathan access into the church. So he has scattered all the men, all the ladies in Kaya Akanu church. Let me keep quiet, you know, before I say something else. They are. Hey! I'm waiting. I'm I'm I said, my come, my come. By our attitude, we have removed the meat from the soup. Yasaki. <laughs> oh my God. You see? And you finish and you are crying. You finish and you say that I've been in the church for a long time. Nobody has proposed to me. I'm going to my Roman Catholic. When you go, you will meet your friends there who are also doing the same thing. And they have removed the meat from the church. All the antelopes are finished. We are left with hippopotamus. You see, old man, as soon as, the, as soon as the pastor comes and they introduce him, and the kids too, they are running away. And then as the pastor is preaching, your eyes are moving to, you say, hey, but here, dear, I won't get any beloved though, because it's either kids moving up and down, or... Can I preach? Hallelujah. Number two. <laughs> hey, I haven't even finished Livyatano. But I have more spirits. Python spirits. When Python spirits, when they enter the church, you see Python, what do they do? They squeeze, they squeeze the juice out of the church. They squeeze the spirit. You wait. Another, another, another spirit of Python, of um, Leviathan is the spirit of accusation. I told you that in the book of Job, there are two important people. One is a demon, the other one is a good person, Job. See, initially when Job had problems, his friends came and they did what? They sympathized with him. But you see, they could not keep quiet. Forever. At a point, they had to run their mouth. 
So they began to talk. They said, Job, <laughs> whatsoever a man sows, he will reap. <laughs> Let's look at Job 1.6. We have passed Doomsorization, so let's move on. <laughs> oh, Doomsor! What a shock! Oh my God. Okay, then tell your Bible. Hey, Doomsorization! Okay. Obiarian from the Bible. It's on. Hallelujah. You see, Job's friends, when they came and visited Job, they could not keep quiet. They started doing what? Leviathan used Job's friends to accomplish his wicked schemes by working through their lion tongues. What did they do? They judged him. They lied about Job's character. They said that Job, if you did not do anything, why are you going through what you are going through. In the church, if we don't guard the gates and the spirit of Leviathan comes through accusations, 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 we become like Job's three friends. Whom the spirit of Leviathan, because the spirit of Leviathan was working through the three friends. Working through them. Accusing Job. You have done this. It is because you did this. That is why this happened to you. It is because you did that. That is why this happened to you. Job chapter 2. Job chapter 2. When three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy he had suffered, they got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and to console him. Their names were Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite. When they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their ropes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. So that is what they did initially. Right? Then let's go to chapter 4. 
Chapter 4. Verse 1. Then Eliphaz the Temanite replied to Job, Will you be patient and let me say a word? For who could keep from speaking out? In the past, you have encouraged many people. You have strengthened those who were weak. Your words have supported those who were failing. You encourage those with shaky knees. But now when trouble strikes, you lose heart. Does that sound familiar? You are terrified when it touches you. Doesn't your reverence for God give you confidence? Doesn't your life of integrity give you hope? Stop and think. Do the innocent die? (laughs) They were throwing a proverb now to Job. The spirit of Leviathan has started working through them. Accusing Job of something that they don't even have any idea about. So, listen to what they told Job. Stop and think. Do the innocent die? Stop and think. Stop and think. Have you seen anybody who is going through this problem before? It is because of you've done A, you've done B, you've done C. That is why you are going through what you are going through. When, when, when have the upright been destroyed? When have the upright been destroyed? If you are a Christian, why are you going through what you are going through? That is what they were telling Job. So when? When? Hey, my sister, you wear glasses. You look like a distinguished... Um, hey, what a shock. <laughs> my experience, listen. It says, my experience shows that those who plant trouble <laughs> and cultivate evil will harvest the same. Don't have friends like that. Don't have friends. But you see, in the church, these type of accusations are rampant. Why? Because the spirit of Leviathan is working in the church, accusing people of something that they have no knowledge about. A breath from God destroys them. They vanish in the blast of his anger. The lion roars and the wild cat snares. But the teeth of strong lions will be broken. The fierce lion will starve for lack of prey. And the caps of the lioness will be scattered. So what were they doing? They were accusing Job. Hallelujah. So Leviathan, when he enters the church, the next thing is accusation. When people are accused all the time, they sniff out the energy in them. You see, when people accuse you all the time, you begin to ask yourself, what is wrong with me? What, I, I mean, what is wrong with me? What have I done? That people always talk about me. What is wrong? 
say wrong. And you see, it takes away the zeal that you have for the Lord. And it takes away the love that you have for the Lord. And you become very calculative in your dealings with people. When you are preaching, you calculate your words because you don't want to offend anybody. The windows that you have to give, you don't give them anymore. When you have meetings, you are calculative in the choice of your words. And people see you and, they, and, then, and then they come to the conclusion that he is not himself. When he greets you, he greets you like Ban Ki-moon, diplomatically. Ah! This person, he used to see you and then embrace you. Oh, how are you doing? Now, after church service, he takes his bag. See him. See him. No, don't meet him. No meeting. Because you don't know what you are going to say. That somebody will pick it up. And you see, Jesus, they tried to kill him so many times. He survived. The moment they started accusing him, he could not survive. He could not. When the accusations start reeling down, on him. That was it. He could not survive. That spirit of Leviathan. Be very careful with that spirit. It's very rampant in churches. So things that we used to do. We don't do them anymore. Because now the spirit of Leviathan has taken charge. And he's the one running the affairs. Yeah. And you see, he blinds your eyes too. Not to see what is going on. Or even if, or even if you know what is going on, you, are, you, know, you don't care about it. It's okay. It's okay. And you realize that it is not normal. But you see, you have been you know, sedated you know, spiritually. So you can't even feel... What is even going on? It is the Leviathan spirit working. So you call somebody, come and you you say, no. No. No, I don't want trouble. Be careful what you say. You have to. You can't even relate with your friends. You are like corporate worker. Everything is by email and and then you CC somebody. Just so that if somebody is making any accusations about you, somebody is aware of what is going on. So, the church is so dry. Let there be love shared amongst us. There is no love sharing. We are not sharing any love. It is the spirit of Leviathan that has taken over. That demon has to be identified. And driven out of the church. Eli died because of his children. Do you know that? Eli died because of his children. But he rebuked them. He corrected them. But at a point, I believe, because the Bible doesn't say everything. 
But at a point, I believe that maybe, they, no, maybe Eli did not like the way his kids were behaving towards him. Say he's a hard man. He doesn't like us. That is why he's always rebuking us. So Eli said, okay. If you won't do it, it's up to you. Eli became calculative in his dealings with his children. And the Lord said that the box stops with the leader. Eli was judged severely because he didn't say anything. You see, there are some children, you don't correct them. Eh? You don't. If you want peace of mind, don't. I mean, don't. But the Lord will judge you. Like he judged Eli severely. And I'm not about to be judged severely. And because I'm going to be 96. I'm not about to die now. So I will say it. I will say it. I will say it. Let's begin to read our Bibles. Begin to read your Bible. Don't come with African proverb. Read your Bible. And when you come, put the word down and let us talk about it. And analyze it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let us take the spirit of accusation from the church so that we can be free. We can't. One thing I can't do is to pretend. I, I try it and it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. Doesn't work. When you look at my wife, what will you say? She's very quiet. Very quiet, right? I know her more than you. She has a quiet demeanor. Right? If I tell you that I'm very quiet, what will you say? Hey, is it her? But you see, in a different environment, I am known as a quiet person. Yes. You see the response? It's because, it's because I am here and I'm in my territory. Right? And because of what I am doing. But let me tell you, if I was a church member like you, you would never hear my mouth. Yeah. I can sit with you for a long, if I don't have anything to say. I will not say anything. I don't always have things to say. If you don't know, I'm telling you. I don't always have things to say. It is not every time that I want to say something. But you see, you don't know that part of me. You don't know. So you see that she's very quiet. It's because she's not holding microphone. But in the house, see her with her kids. See her rattling jokes. And see her songs. But she has a quiet demeanor. Don't get me wrong. She has a very quiet demeanor. Right? But you see, it is because of what I do. That is why you get to know 
you know, the other side of me. One day, somebody, somebody, somebody invited my colleague to um, church. When I saw her, I thought that, you know, she was lost and came to church. The following day when she saw me at work, she looks at me like that. I mean, see, she could not merge the two personalities. She could not merge it. She could not. Hallelujah. What am I saying? What I'm saying is that we must stop the accusation. Because, you see, if it is not the fact that I am doing this work, you will not get to accuse me. If your pastor is not doing the work that he is doing, and he is minding his business, giving people injection, taking their blood pressure, giving them medication, I mean, there will be no occasion for you to criticize. And when you accuse people and accuse them and accuse them, you you, you see, you are like a python. A python that has rubbed itself against you and then and then squeezing squeezing the small energy that you have for the work of God squeezing it out squeezing it out so when you look at him he looks like he hasn't slept he has slept the body was on the bed but the mind was racing because there's no peace of mind there is no peace of mind it is because the spirit of Leviathan Enter the church. Oh yeah. That is why people, there are people who are supposed to be here tonight. But they are not. Why? Because of because the spirit of Leviathan is working against their mind so they can't think well. Interpreting every message and giving it a different label. Accusations. When Jesus was accused, he could not stand. When they started accusing him, he could not stand. They killed him. Smart. Accusations can kill. Spiritually, it can kill you. Yeah. When Leviathan enters the church, He hides revelation and understanding. When Leviathan enters the church, he hides what? Revelation and understanding. Is revelation and understanding important? It is. But when this spirit enters the church, I said, when this spirit enters the church, he hides revelation and understanding. And I'll show you. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. You see, when God started talking about Leviathan, In Job chapter 41, 
God released inside information about this demon, Leviathan. So after this, Job speaks with God. When God came to him, and then he was talking to him about Leviathan, asking him questions about Leviathan, Job did not know about this creature. He didn't know that the problems that he had, because he didn't even know why he was going through what he was going through. The Bible tells us in James 3, right? And verse 1. Is it James 3, 1? Or James 1, 3? I think, I think it's the other, other way. James 1, 3. It says that, count it all joy. Right? Count it all joy when you go through trials. Because it has an ability to try your faith. And it also has an ability to, to develop your endurance. But if you don't have that revelation, that the trials you are going through, first of all, will increase your faith. And secondly, it will make you a better person. If you don't have that revelation, you will say that God is angry with you. But he's not. He's only trying your faith, making your faith better. So when when Job was going through what he went through, you see, his friends came and then leveled a lot of accusations. Even at a point, Job told God that he was not fair. He says, you are not fair. Because the guy was fed up. When the devil comes, he takes away revelation. The word of God, it's like, it's like the sower going out to sow. And the birds of the air, before the word even has a, a chance to enter into your life and, and then do good in your life, the birds of the air, that you know, signifies demons, they come and they pick up the word. So the word does not even benefit you. Leviathan took away revelation. And he took away understanding. So in chapter 42, verse 1. Chapter 42. And verse 1. When the Lord had a conversation with Job, suddenly his spiritual eyes opened. Suddenly he realized that, oh no, he misspoke. One day, I, you know, I listened to a preacher man preaching. And he said that he read a book about a minister who died and went to heaven. And then he met God. And when he had a conversation with the Lord, the Lord told him that, I'm going to send you back to the world. And when you go, apologize to my people on my behalf. Because a lot of people who call themselves Christians are angry with me. Because of certain things that they have prayed to God for. And it looks as though they have not gotten answers to their prayer. So they are bored with God. They are angry with God. Sometimes we are angry at God. We are. 
your job interview did not go well and then when you come you know you lay on your bed and then you bury your head in your pillow you don't you don't pick up your course you are angry so god told this man of god apologize to my people on my behalf then when god had an opportunity to speak with job he opened his eyes He opened his eyes. Listen to what Job said. After he had a revelation, after God spoke with him, he asked him questions about Leviathan. Do you know know that demon? Listen to what Job said. Next time I will move you from there and I will replace you with somebody else. I'm joking. Then Job replied to the Lord. I know that you can do what? You can do what? You can do what? It was after God spoke with him. That he had this revelation. When Leviathan is in the church. eh, He takes away revelation and understanding. You see the blind man who was in the church. The church was cool. With him. They were okay with the fact that the guy was blind. Acts chapter 9. They didn't have any problem. He was cool. But the day Jesus came and healed him. No, I think it's John. It's John, right? John 9, yes. The day Jesus came and healed him. The people were angry with him. Trouble. 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 And what happened? They threw him out of the church. When you don't have revelation, you don't have understanding, you lack you know, spiritual knowledge and you are in the church. People are comfortable with you. They are comfortable. The moment revelation comes and you start encouraging people, man, prayer is important. Let's go and pray. Church is important. Let's go to church. Area fellowship is important. Let's go, let's go to area fellowship. Then people will say, Shall sure. sure, you two know? Shall you two know? Shall you two know? But when revelation came, Job said that, Wow, Lord, I know that you can do anything, and no one can stop you. Nobody can stop you. You can do everything, oh, and no one can stop you. You asked, Who is this that questions my wisdom? Who is this? You asked, Who is this? Who was Job talking about? He was talking about Leviathan. Leviathan, when he is in the church, he stops the wisdom of God, he stops it. He stops it. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? Sometimes we talk by heart. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I. You see, when Job did not have that revelation, he questioned God's faithfulness. 
He questioned God's justice. He told God that you are not fair at all. What have I done to go through what I'm going through? But when his spiritual eyes were opened, he said, who is this? That questions my wisdom with such ignorance. Now he realized that he was ignorant of questioning the justice of God. It is I. And I was talking about things I knew nothing about. When you don't have revelation, you talk about things that you know nothing about. I said, when you don't have revelation, you exercise yourself in matters too high for you. When the devil came and took revelation and understanding away from Job, because Leviathan was working through him. He was working against him. He took away revelation and understanding. So he questioned God's justice. And he said, when I didn't have that understanding, I exercised my, myself in matters too high. I talked about things I knew nothing about. Things Far too wonderful for me. Some of the things that we talk about, they are far too wonderful. They are beyond you. They are beyond you. They are beyond you. You say, listen, and I will speak. I have some questions for you. Who was he talking about? He was talking about God. Because God told him that, keep quiet. You have talked. Now it's my turn. Let me talk. Listen and I will speak. I have some questions for you. And you must answer them. God said, I have questions for you. And you must answer them. One day in church, somebody came to, you know, report someone to me. And as he was talking, I saw the I saw the person that he was, you know, reporting going. I said, hey, come, 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 come. Then the, then the person said, oh, pastor, but I didn't say that. Call. I said, yeah, do you think I want problem? Tomorrow you will say that the pastor said this and said that and said that. I said, hey, come, come, come. This is what is going on. What do you say? Let's settle it. Hey, I have learned. I have learned over the years came to you know, report somebody and then as he was reporting, the person was I said, hey, come, come, come. He said, Papa, I didn't say that call the person. I said, hey, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I said, come. This is what she is saying. What do you say? How do you respond? <laughs> Listen. Go back, go back, go back. Listen, and I will speak. I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. You see, when God finally revealed himself, he said, my God, you see, I have heard about you. I have heard 
about you. But now, I have seen you. Now I have seen you. All these things that I used to read, I did not understand. I did not understand the problems I was going through. I did not know that all these things that I was going through, it was for my good. You were preparing me. But I did not know. I did not know. I did not know that this is the place that God had destined for me to stay. I did not know that I am here because God has brought me here. I did not know that I am here because he has put these people around me to shepherd me and to love me and to guide me. I did not know. I did not know that he loved me so much. And all this encouragement was for my good. I did not know. I didn't know that it was important for me to pray. I didn't know that he did not hate me, but rather he wanted to improve my prayer life. That is why he put me on a schedule. I I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know. That was why he was encouraging me all the time. Listen to the messages. Go and listen to the podcast. Read the books. Read your Bible. Try and do your quiet time. Try and come for meetings like this. I did not know. Oh, I did not know. When you don't know, you talk by heart. You talk anyhow. And you see, I can picture Job. I can picture Job. When he was talking with the Lord, I believe that tears were flowing. He says, but now, I have seen with my own eyes. I have seen. Recently, somebody called me and she was crying. He says, over the years, now she's no longer in the church. He says, over the years, people have made me feel that you did not like me. But now I have seen that they were all wrong. And all the things that they told me, they told me about you was false. But she's been gone for too long. Job said, I had only heard about you before. But now I have seen you in my own eyes. When the devil is at work, he takes away revelation. He takes away understanding. When he is cast out, the guy that you are always criticizing him, what you don't know is that there are people who are at the sidelines waiting. <laughs> One day I, I heard a lady talking. He was talking about her friend who was not treating the husband well. And she said that if this husband, if this you know, husband makes a mistake and comes my way, the way I would treat him he will never dream of going back again. 
It's a shock. Sometimes it ought to happen so that you will learn some sense. Eh? <laughs> I had only heard about you before. But now, now, I have seen with my own eyes. May you see with your own eyes early, early, before it is late. Verse 6. I take back everything I said. I take back. I take back the accusation. I take it back. Why? Because now revelation has come. Pray that God will talk to you. Bishop preached a message um, uh, um, one of the ISI you know, messages. Significance. Significance. Listen to it. Significance. And in that message, he said that those who have heard the voice of the Lord and God had spoken to them. They are very different. From those who are just going by uh, whatever. And he began to list people who have had face-to-face encounter with the Lord. How their life turned out. When God had face-to-face encounter with Job. He turned around. He turned around. He said, now I take back everything I said and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. Hallelujah. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say again. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I was going to talk about another spirit, but I think we need to even soak this one in and think about it. That is the spirit that we find in our churches. Leviathan. Proud spirit. Proud. Proud spirit. Proud spirit. And most of us, we are proud of. You see, because of pride, things don't work in the church. Because of pride, we can't even ask people to do certain things. Because of pride, you can't even correct people. Pride. That is the spirit of Leviathan when it enters the church. Oh. You are nothing. I mean, when that spirit enters the church, the pride in people's... I mean, you are nothing. 
You can't tell anybody anything. Say, are you God? A, a church member can stand in front of the Are you God? They can, you know, call their pastor and then lambast, you know, lambast him. Show, show him his problems. Pride, oh. It is the spirit of pride. That can let you call your father and then address him. Yeah, it is the spirit of pride. But you see, it is so subtle in the church that if the Lord does not open your eyes, you will never see it. Don't. Don't see it. It's cool working. Cool. That is why Paul said that lest we are not ignorant of his devices. Cool, subtle. But I don't know that the problem, the, 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 the main problem is pride. Because the spirit of Leviathan, when he came, he realized that the gates were broken. Even if the gates were open, somebody will say that that gate has been open for a long time. Let us close. That was why Nehemiah, he traveled there from afar to come and to repair the broken walls. Because the walls need to be guarded. Otherwise, when the spirit of Leviathan enters the church, he makes the people proud, 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 proud. When somebody is proud, sometimes you can't see. Sometimes you can't. And sometimes we don't know that a lot of things that we do is because of pride. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of problems that we have. I mean, we cannot advise people. You can't even call people. You can't even ask someone anything. I mean, why? Why? Pride. Yeah, look at people's attitude when they come to church. And if they are angry with the pastor, look at their faces. Look at their faces. Look at their faces. You can't even preach. You can't even look at their direction. The way they have folded their arms like that. And they are sitting there like, you know, like a, a god. Like that. What is that? It is the spirit of Leviathan. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the church. It is the church I'm talking about. Hallelujah. I pray that God will have mercy upon us. Give us the spirit of humility. Let us have that spirit that was upon Jesus. The spirit that drove him to Calvary Cross. The Bible says that he did not even seek equality with God. Even though he was God. But he humbled himself. He humbled himself. We need the spirit of humility. Because the spirit of humility in the church, it cannot coexist with the spirit of Leviathan. And it is the devil who is proud, who said that I will, I mean, I will ascend, I will do this, I will do that, I will do that, I will do all these things. But let us rather take on the spirit of Christ. That we will be teachable. Because we don't know everything. We must humble ourselves so that we can be taught, we can be led. So that this spirit that dwells in the sea and walking side by side with ships will never come near our dwelling. May the Lord help us. 
and remove every shortcomings and difficulties from our lives. May we become pillars. Pillars. Pillars in the church that can be depended upon. May we not be on the devil's playlist because there is nothing good that he will do for us. But may we become like Job when at the end of the day he talked with God. Revelation came. Understanding came. He said at first I didn't know so I spoke in ignorance. And now my eyes have seen you. And at the end of the day, when you continue you know, reading, the Bible says that God restore. He restore. Twofold of what Job lost. I mean, he is God. And he can do everything. He is God. What have you lost? Job, at the end of the day, I believe that you know, he was very shy. When he saw that, look, if it is 10 goats, you have 20. The only thing that God did not restore, do you know what God did not restore for Job? You know? The children. Why did God allow them to perish and did not restore them? Because in God's eyes, they were not lost. They were not lost. They were not lost. They had gone on to be with the Lord. Because you remember in chapter 1, whenever they go out to party, when they come home, Job, you know, sacrifice for them just in case if they had committed some. So they were believers. They were there. And the Bible says that, you know what? Blessed are those who die in the Lord. So they were not lost. If they were lost, God would have restored them. But they were not lost. They had gone on. To be with the Lord. Resting comfortably in the bosom of Abraham. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord.